of the hour news. As it happens, when it happens, wherever it happens. Local, regional, and global. Only on Q95, the big station. Q95DA.com. Right on Q. Good morning. This is the morning news for today, Tuesday, August 30th, 2022. I'm your presenter, Hassan Robinson. Here are the headlines. Chief of the Kalinago Indigenous Group from Dominica, Lorenzo Sanford, is taking part in the National Visitor Leadership Program run by the U.S. Department of State. Prime Minister Philip J. Pierre says government will do a comprehensive review of the Baudelaire's Correctional Facility, which has started by its predecessor following a recent industrial impasse at the imprisonment. And the NASA has postponed the launch of its big new moon rocket. The Space Launch Systems, or SLS, will be postponed until Friday, as they struggle to get an engine on the 100-meter-tall vehicle cooled down to its correct operating temperature. As it happens, these are your headlines, the details of these stories and more, up next. Regional and global, only on Q95, the big station. Q95DA.com, right on Q. First off in the news, a pelvic inflammatory disease, also known as PID, is a clinical syndrome that results from the ascension of microorganisms from the cervix and vagina to the upper genital tract. Chlamydia and gonorrhea are two of the serious complications of PID, the most commonly reported infectious disease in the U.S. actually. Despite the lack of symptoms, histologic evidence is of endometriosis and has been demonstrated in women with subclinical PID. Pelvic inflammatory illness is defined by layman's term by the OBGYN Dr. Dean Robinson Namor. So pelvic inflammatory disease, more affectionately known as PID, mm-hmm. as more people will, will, will know it. Um, is an infection of the upper genital tract. So the lower genital tract is considered what we can see and then the vagina, okay? Mm -hmm. The upper genital tract is the uterus, the tubes, and the ovaries. Okay. So I like, my favorite little analogy I like to use is think of the vagina as a driveway. Mm -hmm. The cervix is the front door. The womb or the uterus is where the family grows. Okay, mm-hmm. they have two satellite dishes coming out on either end. Well, there are poles to hold them up, and then the satellite dishes are the ovaries. Okay. okay, so when we have an infection from the door to the satellite dish, that is considered a pelvic inflammatory disease. She stated that 85% of pelvic inflammatory diseases have been implicated as sexually transmitted diseases in one-third to half of PID cases. Women develop PID when certain bacteria, such as the sexually transmitted pathogens, chlamydia trachomatis, or CT, and the Neisseria gonorrhea, or NG, move upward from the woman's vagina into the cervix into her reproductive organs. A number of different microorganisms can cause or contribute to PID, as Dr. Amo highlighted some of the symptoms and how they are detected. Um, and when we have a coexistent infection with like a bacterial vaginosis that can allow for an infection that would literally just stay outside the front door mm-hmm. to now get. The thing I tell all my patients is to know your body so that we know when something is off because there are several different ways that this can manifest, this can present itself. Mm-hmm. So when you have acute PID, usually you have symptoms within a, a week or two um, the pain is getting progressively worse. You may have a fever. Okay, you may have a mucopurulent or a very mucousy, foul-smelling, green-yellow discharge. Mm-hmm. Okay, or you may not have any of these, but a dull pain on your pelvis area. Okay. 
Okay. The diagnosis is made clinically, so we don't necessarily have to send out labs and stuff like that. We do what we call a bimanual exam, which mm -hmm. is one finger in the vagina and the other one palpating the abdomen. And first we look for what we call cervical motion tenderness. So with cervical motion tenderness, when I flick the cervix with my fingers, that causes pain. That shouldn't. Oh, okay. So in a normal exam, it's uncomfortable, but it's not painful. Mm. Usually with patients with PID, they're jumping off the bed when I touch their cervix. Included in that is also uterine tenderness. I push the cervix and the uterus together, and if that also causes pain. And then we go out to the sides and we look for whether or not the um, Philippine tubes are involved um, or the ovaries. And that was OBGYN Dr. Dean Robinson Amore speaking on the spill hosted by owner of Women's Health Plus, Trudy Christian. And the chief of the Kalinago Indigenous Group from Dominica, Lorenzo Sanford, is taking part in the International Visitor Leadership Program run by the U.S. Department of State. He will learn the best practices to prevent and address human rights violations against members of marginalized communities during the IVLP program, along with participants from several other nations, including Turkey, Ghana, Australia, and Mexico. They will also discuss advocacy strategies to reform discriminatory laws and policies and to develop improve legislative protections, plan public education campaigns to promote tolerance, inclusivity, and or awareness of minority communities and their needs. The IVLPs of the Department of State's main professional exchange program bringing together up-and-coming professionals to network with American colleagues and discuss best practices. Still in the local news, the Discover Dominic Authority and the Dominica Festivals Committee, or DFC, announced the nightly lineup for the much-anticipated World Creole Music Festival, or WCMF 2022. The three nights of pulsating rhythmic spectacular has been a two-year hiatus due to the COVID-19 pandemic and organizers expect it to be an epic reunion of music, culture, dance that is found only at the World Creole Music Festival. This year marks the 22nd edition of the festival and the DFC says, like previous years, it keeps getting better. The destination marketing manager at Discover Dominica, Mrs. Kimberly King or Miss Kimberly King, shared what she described as the star-studded list and encouraged persons to purchase their tickets early and Follow the hashtag reunite at the festival's ground trim. To discover Dominica Authority and the Dominica Festivals Committee are happy to announce the nightly lineup for World Creole Music Festival 2022, the 22nd edition of the festival, where we are inviting persons to hashtag reunite at the festival's ground for night one. Friday, October the 28th, we present Shansia, Kess, Sizzler, Carolyn XP, TK International, First Serenade, Cadillac, and Benjin. Night 2, Saturday, October the 29th, we present Burner Boy, Jocelyn Burrard, Dexter Daps, Asa Banton, Colton T, Ecstasy, Original WCK and Omalee. On night three, Sunday, October the 30th, we present Patrice Roberts, Midnight Groovers, Admiral T, Opossible, Signal Ban, Christopher Martin, Sherry Lucky, and Rio. Please stay up to date. For more information, visit the website www.dominicafestivals.com. Thank you. And that was the destination marketing manager at Discover Dominica, Miss Kimberly King.
and Dominican comedian Cornelis Saltman Marie is now $2,500 richer after participating in the Laugh Out Loud comedy competition. Mr. Marie emerged as the champion comedian from a field of 15 competitors on Saturday night at the Goodwill Parish Hall. Second place was Samson Charles of Glanvillia, whilst Glennis Wapohav emerged third. Uh, events coordinator Ian Jackson revealed that the competition is expected to be an annual event with the first show in proven to be a positive footing for the future events, as he congratulated all 15 participants of the event. For the first time ever, Dominica as a champion of comedy. Cornelia Saltman, Mario Woodfortil, and Kingfield emerged as the winner of the Laugh Out Loud Dominica comedy competition from a field of 15 competitors on Saturday night at the Google Parish Hall to a wonderful audience. Mr. Murray had the audience captivated 10 minutes of continuous laughter when he brought the curtains down as the final contestant. Samuel Charles of Glanvillia placed second while Glenis Mwapohav was the third of Judah. The winners walked away with $2,500, $1,500 and $1,000 respectively. The Laugh Out Loud comedy competition which was held at the Goody Parish Hall on Saturday 27 August was also viewed by Ecomsa TV. The high quality of the production has received positive feedback from both the in-persons who are present and the virtual audiences. The comedy competition is expected to be an annual, annual event. The organizers intend to develop the comedy art form as an addition to night entertainment industry where the population and visitors will have the opportunity to enjoy other forms of human entertainment. The organizers extend their appreciation and gratitude to 15 aspiring comedians who made this event possible and all those who contributed to the success of this trailblazing event, particularly the enthusiastic crowd who turned out at the college and that was event coordinator Ian Jackson. And Dr. Camille David, a marine expert with Caribbean Aqua Terrestrial Solutions, stated that it is the responsibility of homeowners and the power therein to have proper drainage and even possibly more rainwater harvesting from the rooftops as a form of control to reduce uncontrolled and unregulated water flow from the rooftops. Here's more. So I think it is a responsibility of, of, of homeowners and perhaps the powers that be to have um, proper drainage and even perhaps more rainwater harvesting from the rooftops as a form of control to really reduce um, um, that uncontrolled, unregulated water flow from, from the rooftops in, the, in that general area. So I think that is one problem. Um, not only in several areas along the coast as you drive, you, you, you see after, after heavy rainfall, a lot of, of you know, waterfalls coming from, from the area because presumably a lot more um, roof uh, housing constructions have, have taken place. Um, so I think that is one, one, one area of concern. Uh, but to summarize, I think some of my key points, um, watersheds, uh, one of our most prized uh, national assets and resources. I think um, we need to approach the whole management from a very holistic um, perspective. Dr. David further stated that in order to lessen the risk of flash floods, which represent a threat to the nation's development, we should rely less on hard measures and more on soft ones, such as excellent water cost management and appropriate land management practices. We should not only rely on, on, on hard approaches, but I think soft approaches, good water cost management, good land management practices, buffers, buffers along water costs, improving infiltration, improving how the watershed functions, percolation, um, will increase the storage capacity and will reduce the, 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 the risk of flash, flash floods 
and the consequences that may have on our development. So I, I think from that perspective, it is very important. Um, what we see, for example, in the Rosa River and other um, coastal areas of the, of the invasive plant is only a symptom of what is happening in the upper watershed areas. So if we can have better control process-based interventions that could really address and improve the way the watershed functions, we would see a decrease in these kinds of, 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 of conditions uh, that allow opportunistic species to, to really proliferate in that area. And that was the Dr. Camille David, Caribbean Aquaterrestrial Solutions Marine Expert. And in September 2022, hundreds of students will be enrolled at the Dominica State College to start their academic education. An orientation activity for the new academic year was held at the Gudrush Parish Hall, and during this orientation, students met the college's administration and staff and also received any information they needed. Dr. Hermancia Eugene, Dean of the Academic Affairs, spoke during the ceremony and expressed excitement to welcome students to the school. She urged them to seek academic help throughout their semester, not just in the first semester, and to make use of all the administrative department's resources. Dr. Eugene also advised students to communicate vocally in writing in courteous and effective manners with partners, instructors, as well as staff. I feel honored to address you this morning as you begin a new academic milestone. Some of you may feel prepared and ready to take on it. Sorry. Some of you may feel prepared and ready to be here this morning, ready to take on the challenges. Some may be worried, and a few may be here only because your parents demand it. No matter your state of mind this morning, your primary goal is to be successful and successfully complete your program at Dominica State College. Today, on behalf of the management, staff, and faculty, we promise to do all in our power to help you succeed. As a department lecturers and the Academic Affairs Office are at your disposal. Two, communicate effectively and respectfully with your peers, lecturers, and staff, both verbally and in written communication. That includes emails as well. Time management is important. Ensure that sufficient time is allocated for your assignment. The next point, be innovative. Point number five, organize your day. Make a to-do to list each day, and at the end of the day, note your accomplishments. Six, and one of the most important points to remember, never forget your mental health. Just as the Academic Affairs Office has services to meet your academic needs, and that was Dr. Hermanza Eugene, Dean of Academic Affairs at the Dominica State College. And MPHR expert Sherry Heller shared pertinent information that every organization must have when dealing with family medical leave. Employers often forget to take or take for granted that their employees may have a lot of family issues dealing with outside of the work environment. Female employees are often mothers, breadwinners, counselors to their children as well. This is sometimes tripled when the mother is a single parent. Come into this new school year and still adjusting to life after COVID, people often feel mental pressures that often go unnoticed. During a Zoom conference over the weekend, HR expert Sherry Heller spoke on the importance of employees taking a regular leave from work or just taking a break.
We apologize for this lack of insert. Moving on to other news. Prime Minister Philip Pierce says the government of St. Lucia is set to undertake comprehensive reviews of the Baudelaire's correctional facility, which has started by its predecessor following a recent industrial impasse at the prison. Home Affairs Minister Dr. Virginia Albert Poyot made the revelation to reporters after discussions on a report on the status of the facility. She hints at the pending overhaul of the pen penal institution as well as what comes at a time when officials are revisiting the appointment requirements to see that protective care. Here's more. In 2021, they spent $118 million. $89.3 million they spent already, and they owe people $28 million. So we owe people, we, this government, has to pay people $28 million for the old central hospital is transparency and the truth when i make the statement and i tell you the hospital will start on monday on whatever monday it will start on that monday at eight o'clock and that was saint lucia's prime minister mr philip uh, pierre still in other news nasa has postponed the launch of its new moon rocket the space launch systems sls until friday has controllers struggled to get an engine on the 100 meter tall vehicle cooled down to its correct operating temperature they had previously worried about what appeared to be a crack high up on the rocket but eventually determined it was merely frost buildup the sls is the biggest rocket ever developed by nasa it will be used to send astronauts back to the moon the main, well, the maiden fight that is, uh, part of NASA's Artemis program, is just a demonstration with no one on board. Here's more. Uh, they would not be allowed to launch the rocket, even if they sorted out the engine issues, even if they had enough time uh, on the clock. So I'm afraid we're not going today. Uh, let's see what happens. You know, maybe, maybe the engineers can get out to the pad, they can have a look at the engine, decide that it's something that they can fix uh, relatively easy uh, and then we can have another go. We've got another opportunity on Friday. Slight issue with that is that it goes to the afternoon uh, here in Florida and at this time of year Florida has very dynamic weather. It's always got dynamic weather but at this time of the year especially so and if you want to launch a rocket you really ought to try and do it in the morning when it's a bit calmer. So as we go to these later launch windows, we've got one on Friday and then we've got one on Monday as well, we could rub up against difficult weather, even if, as I say, uh, we can sort out these technical issues. What I don't want to hear uh, from NASA is that they need to roll the rocket uh, back into the huge uh, vehicle assembly building here uh, on the Kennedy site to do work on it, because that would mean several weeks delayed. And that's the morning news. There's a recap of the headlines. Chief of the Kalinago Indigenous Group from Dominica, Lorenzo Sanford, is taking part in the National Visitor Leadership Program, or IVLP, run by the U.S. Department of State. Prime Minister Philip J. Pierce says government will do a comprehensive review of the Baudelaire's correctional facility, which was started by its predecessor following a recent industrial impasse at the prison. NASA has postponed the launch of its new moon rocket, the Space Launch Systems, or SLS, until Friday, as they struggle to get an engine on the 100-meter-tall vehicle cooled down to its current operating temperature. And these were your headlines. I've been your presenter, Hassan Robinson.
top of the hour news. 